Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. Good morning. So good to have you with us today. God bless you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. I pray that you would be in our midst, that you would just anoint your word as it goes forth. God, I pray for the, all of those gathered in their homes to watch the service online. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be there, that you would bless them. God, I pray that you would protect them from any virus. Lord, that you would heal those that are sick. God, that you would just bind us together in the unity of the Holy Spirit as we worship you in spirit and in truth this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know about you, but it is pretty crazy out there. So uh, welcome to Coronaville. It's where we all pretty much stay at home and work from home. And I know some of us first responders have to go out. God bless you all. So good to have you. Thanks for joining us for Online Church. You know, nail salons, hair salons, waxing centers, tanning places are all closed. Folks, I got to tell you, it's going to get pretty ugly out there. No, but seriously, <laughs> it's okay for the outer man to be ugly. I know some of you are in your PJs watching right now. Kevin and Katie, though, they were out. What an adorable family walking their dog in the park. It was beautiful to see you guys this morning. At social distance, I drove by. 1 Samuel 1.6 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Aren't you glad about that? I mean, how's your heart this morning? The most important health you can have is spiritual health. And we're going to talk about today how to find strength in the storm. But what do you tell yourself when you wake up late for work and realize that you have a fever? Well, I don't know about you, but self, I so late. Right, okay. <laughs> it's biblical. Isaiah 26:20. Come, my people, enter your rooms, close your doors behind you, hide for a little while until indignation or wrath runs its course. And folks, that's pretty much what we're doing. Did you hear the joke about the coronavirus? Never mind, I don't want to spread it. <laughs> we need to build people up. Uh, Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. I pray, and next week we're going to talk about how to shine bright the light and love of Jesus to a lost and hurting world. It's an important message that during these days we need to know and to employ this verse, Ephesians 4.29. I know many of you are doing that. <sighs> I'll tell you a coronavirus joke right now. But you'll have to wait two weeks to see if you really got it. <laughs> so wait on the Lord while you wait. Isaiah 40.31, Yet those who wait on the Lord, oh, they'll gain new strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get tired. They'll walk and not faint. 
I love that verse. Folks, during this time, I pray you are taking the opportunity to wait on the Lord, to hear from God, to get your spiritual health uh, 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 first priority in your life. You know what they're saying about 2020? It went viral faster than anyone thought it would. <laughs> and the only viral command in the Bible, given more than any other command, is fear not or don't be afraid, or be strong, take courage, have faith. In the midst of this, we need to allow the joy of the Lord to overwhelm us, to flow out of us to those around us, and the fruit of his Holy Spirit to be ever prominent in everything we say and do. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. You know, even when you're weak and weary, even if you're fighting a cold or a flu or even the coronavirus this morning, fall in the arms of Jesus. Jesus said, Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And we do that so completely. So many coronavirus jokes out there, it's a pandemic. <laughs> All right, I am not good at telling jokes. Welcome to Living Water. God bless you. It's good to have you. I'm glad you tuned in. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for everyone watching online. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just permeate their homes. God, that you would bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Time to get into the word. Strength in the storm. By the way, uh, text me if there's any problems with the live feed. Uh, yeah. So if there is, and you're watching, someone give me a text. All right, how to find strength in the storm. We ended last week with, man, in the midst of all the trials of life, God would say, be still and know that I am on the throne. Psalm 34, 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Don't you love that promise? It's like, really? Come on. <laughs> but the Lord delivers them out of them all. We run to God for strength and deliverance and healing. Anybody can have fair weather faith. You know, so many Christians that I have talked to, not in living water, but out and about in the communities, you know, when everything is going good, their faith is strong. You know, but the minute they have a little trial, they begin to question God. They begin to question their faith. They begin to wonder, folks, we need to have a solid faith in our rock, Jesus Christ. He is fully with us. Okay, thank you, Bob. God bless you, brother, and Angie, and Noah. The Lord bless you guys. Today is the day to stand on the rock of Jesus Christ in good times and in bad. We need to learn to have faith in the midst of the storm, and this is when we truly have strength. Folks, the Holy Spirit empowering us, we can face any trial. We need to follow Jesus Christ. Some storm theology, there's always a reason for the storms of your life. 
And discovering the reason is imperative to growing through that storm. Storms are the result of natural and spiritual events. They are God's classroom and God's theater of life. How are you doing in this test? Storms are the battlefront in this war we find ourselves in today as we face a pandemic like this world has never seen. You know, Jesus said in the last days there will be famine. There will be pestilence. There will be all that. <laughs> Thank you, Ross and Scott. God bless you guys. Good to have until you find yourself in a time of test or in a storm. Storm theology. Storms are certain. Folks, no matter what Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I've overcome the world. So we find our courage and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Storms are purposeful. Folks, there's a reason this is going on. For me, I believe God, it's a wake-up call. He is reaching out to this world saying, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Strength, safety, and joy. I pray that you are running to him. You know, yes, ships are safe in the harbor. But really, that's not what ships are built for. And oftentimes, it's scary at sea. Where do sick boats go to get healthy, by the way? Of course, the dock. <laughs> Cheryl got it. <laughs> All right. Hey, make no mistake about it. When storms come, you are in a battle. Fighting to get back on the narrow path to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Folks, I got to tell you, when you get off the narrow path, storms will come. God will do whatever it takes to get you spiritually healthy and spiritually on the path that you need to be. Fighting to stay on the narrow path could be a storm or fighting to accomplish God's plan for your life. Folks, the interesting thing as we read the Gospels and Acts, we find that Paul, who so loved the Lord and was led by the Holy Spirit and was in the middle of God's will, faced nothing but heartache, beatings, imprisonment, sorrow, sickness, and God didn't even heal him. It's not the caliber or the amount of your faith that makes you whole or well, but God uses storms to purify and perfect you, as we read last week. If you didn't see last week's message, you need to watch that. This is part two. If you aren't in a storm today, then you probably have plenty of toilet paper, food, and other things around the house. So you're just on vacation in Coronaville, just having fun in your house. Okay, but you should be getting ready for the next battle because we live in enemy territory. And folks, the unfortunate thing is, in this fallen world, storms come. In 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 8, it says, Be of sober spirit. What that means is don't be under the influence of men, of society, of government, of society, which, folks, that's going on, but only be under the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Folks, we're all in this together. It's at this time we need to bind together in the spirit. 
1 Peter 5.10 says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect trials in life. When we fear, worry, or have anxiety, we need to remember 2 Corinthians 10.3, For though I walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. And folks, those fortresses are set up by the enemy or sometimes ourselves. Their fear, their worry, their anxiety, their panic, they're all these things that rob us of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We need to destroy those things that the enemy is doing. Verse 5, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Folks, when those weird thoughts come in, take it captive and say, I'm a child of the King. Almighty God, creator of all things, sustainer of all things, holds me, and he's going to hold me through this storm and through this time. Finding strength in the storm, Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord, not your own strength. Folks, admit it. We are weak. We get fearful. We get anxious. We worry. All of us, that's part of our human condition. Strength of the Lord. and in the, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness. And next week, we're going to talk about shining bright, the light and love of Jesus in the midst of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm, Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. In the midst of the storm, last week we covered four ways, the first four of seven. Number one, make sure you're on the narrow path. Are you headed in the direction of holiness? Are you pursuing Christ? Are you pressing into the Lord? Are you on the narrow path or are you on the broad path that leads to destruction? And we talked about that last week. Secondly, your joy must be in the Lord, not your circumstances. Folks, circumstances change, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But our joy that permeates and, and fills us from the Holy Spirit needs to come from the Lord, not in our circumstances. Number three, we need to realize Paul's paradox. Remember, when we are weak, then we are strong in the strength. Number four, through the storm, fix your eyes on Jesus, not the storm. Seven ways to have peace in the storm. Today, we're going to cover uh, number five, your foundation must be Jesus and his word. Number six, pray. You have not because you ask not. Number seven, wait on the Lord and he will strengthen you. And by the way, while you wait, meditate on good things. Meditate on the good things of the Lord. Flip, if you would, to Philippians chapter four. Oh, shoot. Did I just do that? <laughs> no. I put the Bible on there and it did something. Hello. Oh, good. <laughs> there it is. Hi, guys. <laughs> That, hey, live, you get bloopers, okay? So Philippians chapter 4, let me grab my glasses. I can see clearly now my glasses are on. Okay, yeah, we're a little casual today. 
You don't know I have PJs on uh, from my pants. No, I'm just kidding. I've got Levi's. Go eat popcorn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, chapter 4. Uh, starting at verse thir- uh, 12. I know how to get along with humble means, and I know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, remember that, we get joy from the Lord, not our circumstance. I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And go down to verse 8 of Philippians 4. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellent, anything worthy of praise, dwell on these, on the word of God. While you wait on the Lord, while we wait for this coronavirus pandemic to get over, man, wait on the Lord, but meditate on the good things. Count your blessings, not your burdens. You see, God holds us and sustains us through all of this time. Uh, Living water right here. Uh, We have it for sale if anyone needs real living water. It's better than holy water. All right, number five. It's all about your foundation. When things go awry, when life begins to fall apart, where to run? What is the rock that sustains you through this? His house stood. Folks, if your home, if your family is solidly built on the Lord Jesus Christ, not affect you. You will have love, joy, peace, and strength in the midst of it. Your foundation holds everything together. Remember the foolish man built his house on the sand, and when the storms came and the waters raged, storms of life come. Remember that we are anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can trust the promises of God. You can rely on the Word of God, Hebrews 6, 17. In the same way, God desiring even more to show to his heirs of the promise, the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us, And this hope we have as an anchor of our soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. In the storms of life, when you anchored in the Lord, you can face anything that comes. Overcoming adversity is based on a solid foundation. Paul's foundation of faith was solidly built on Jesus Christ. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 3.11, he says, For no foundation can anyone lay other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. In Galatians 2.20, he said, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Philippians 1.21 said, For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. You know, some of you out there might have some terminal illness. You might have coronavirus. Folks, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, when you pass from this life to eternity, it is so much better there. Paul knew that. Paul's faith was in Jesus Christ and nothing else. Bottom line, if we have a solid foundation of faith based on Jesus, then we can weather any storm this life brings. Our hope needs to be fixed on Christ. 1 Timothy 6, 17. 
Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches or the stock market now, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Therefore, 1 Peter 1.13, prepare your minds for action. Be sober in the spirit. Again, not under the influence of the world, the news, the media, anything else but the Holy Spirit and his word. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the rapture. Oh, Ross just sent out his uh, verse. John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Hey, babe, can you want to see if someone's chatting on that? You could turn the volume. Here, I'll be right back. I'll turn the volume down so it's not disruptive. Be right back, guys. Hold on. There, chat if you want to say something. Jan's chatting. Susie's. Hey, Jan and Susie. Thank you. God bless you guys. All right, where were we? <laughs> uh, uh, number six, we need to pray. Psalm uh, 183.3. On the day I called you, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. Folks, when you pray, the Holy Spirit begins to give you a boldness, begins to give and build your faith. Psalm 55.22. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be sh shaken. He will hold you through whatever storm you face. Psalm uh, 34, 17. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those spirits who are crushed. I love that. Praying involves seeking the Lord. It's not just giving him our wants, but it's worshiping him. It's seeking for his Holy Spirit to come and rest upon us and give us peace and strength and joy and all the fruit of the Spirit. Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about those who fear him and rescues them. Folks, we don't fear anything but God. Not coronavirus, not cancer, not any other ailment that might come our way. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man or woman or young person who takes refuge in him. Folks, we need to be people. Go there. It's the single most important thing you can do. God hears your prayers. To find strength in the storms of life, we need to become a people of prayer. It is on our knees in prayer that God fills us with the fruit and the power of the Holy Spirit and baptizes us with His Spirit. This is where we find true joy in the midst of any storm instead of hate. Folks, if you hate anyone, if you have bitterness towards anyone, you need to fix that. Remember, Jesus said, hey, before you come and bring your sacrifice to the altar, go and make amends with those that you hate. Joy instead of depression, and joy is the key here. In the midst of this, we all want joy. Some turn to drugs. 
Don't do it. Some turn to alcohol. Don't do it. We need to find joy in the Lord instead of depression or anxiety. Peace instead of anxiety. Patience instead of frustration. Kindness instead of being mean-hearted. Goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all that good fruit. Joy in the midst of the storm. When our love is in the right place, then the natural result is joy. If you solely love your spouse more than anyone on this planet and seek their good more than anyone else, you will find joy in your marriage. People rejoice in that which they love. I love my wife. I love my son. I love our church family. I love those in the community that I have the opportunity to minister to and our friends and our family. All of that, I take joy in their success and I grieve when they hurt. God and his angels, we know in Luke 15, 10, have a party in heaven when one sinner repents. You see, in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. I'll give you the verse in a minute. But they rejoice. They, they have a party when you lead one sinner to faith. When a Christian has a love of God, he will take joy in the things of God, truth, righteousness, holiness, the word of God, uh, fellowship and koinonia with the saints, breaking bread together. We'll, we'll do that again. By the way, Bob and Angie want to have a after post-coronavirus barbecue at a park by their house. So let's look forward to that. We'll probably even do the service there. If we can't do our Easter sunrise service, we'll have our outdoor service and barbecue at Bob and Angie's place. I think that'll be amazing because I love uh, worshiping God outdoors. When a Christian has a love of God, he'll take the joy in the things of God and reap a heavenly reward. Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus loves us. Therefore, his joy is our salvation. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. What's the joy? Our salvation. Even though he had much pain in the midst of it. Joy, this is most important. Many Christians serve but do it grudgingly. They, they follow God and try to be holy, but they are so, their joy is so much in the world rather than godly things that they do it with resentment. Folks, we need to be filled with the Spirit. God is not pleased when we obey him in our giving or serving with an unjoyful heart. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. That's in giving to others, not just tithes, but giving to others of yourself, helping people through problems. Verse 7, Each one must do as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I'm talking about ministering to others, which we'll talk about next week. And your tithes and offerings, all of that. Verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficient, you may have an abundance for every good deed in his place. I love that verse. Man, it's in that secret space. When we get alone with God and we worship God and read his word and pray, that his Holy Spirit should begin to well up within us and give us joy and peace. Verse 28, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Psalm 1611, you will make known to me the path of life, his fullness of joy, and in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Joy, 9 says, be hospitable to one another without complaint. 
As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree you share in the suffering of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. <laughs> Ross just sent in coronavirus commandment. COVID, your neighbor. <laughs> COVID, your neighbor. That's good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Next verse, verse 14. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit and glory on you. Let us be joyful in the battle against coronavirus. Let us be peacemakers. In James 3, 7, it says, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Uh, Matthew 5, 6, the Beatitudes, just a few of them. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called slain. got everything out that was unclean, and he consecrated himself and obeyed the Lord. He called the nation to obedience, and they repented in times of refreshing, came from God and healed their land, and they began to rejoice and have a great celebration that the Holy Spirit was again with the nation of Israel. We must be obedient in all things in order to experience his joy. Remember, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But sometimes we have to wait on God for the answer. There is joy in the waiting as well. Remember Isaiah, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. Prayer brings peace and joy and blessing. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. we all know this. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, most important, and heal their land. Folks, this is a time for Christians all over this world to humble themselves. To, but that comes in God's perfect timing. So in the meantime, the last point to have strength in the storm, we need to wait on the Lord. Isaiah forty twenty eight. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. Wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. While you wait, remember, 
Meditate on the good things. We read it in Philippians chapter 4. Stay on the narrow path. What do we do while we wait? Or while we're stuck at home in lockdown? Psalm 1 says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the word of God, the Bible, the law of God, and in his law he meditates day and night. He is always in the word. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, and that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Folks, we need to be like the righteous man. And by the way, when you walk on the path, make sure to maintain your social distance. Yeah, I just had to put that in there. Don't just wait, meditate. Uh, Psalm 63, 6. And I'm not talking about, you know, um, um, where you empty your mind. We meditate on the good things of God and the Word of God. Psalm 63, 6. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, meditate on the promises of God. Meditate on things that are good and pure and lovely. If there's any excellence, remember Philippians 4, or anything worthy of praise, meditate on those things. Verse 7, For you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Meditating is what you think about, and we need to guard our thoughts. Remember 2 Corinthians 10.5, we're destroying speculations. You know, all the the theories and all the stuff and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought captive to obedience to Christ. Uh, waiting is persevering cheerfully. It's cheerfully enduring the storms of life in COVID-19. Psalm 37.3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Folks, in the midst of that, we need to do that. Our hope is still in the Lord this morning. Not government, not the UN, not anything else but Jesus Christ. Lamentations 3.22, The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For His mercies are new every morning. His compassions, they never fail. Great is your faithfulness, O God. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the person who seeks Him. It is good that He waits silently, for the salvation of the Lord. God says this in Hebrews 13:5, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with whatever you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Jesus said this in Matthew 28:19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Next week we're going to talk about that. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will stick with us. His spirit will embolden us, empower us, heal us, strengthen us, and give us the good fruit. Finally, to find strength, we need to be obedient. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. We need to make disciples. Next week, we're going to talk about how to be lights in the midst of a dark and perverse generation. May God give you strength in the storm that's unprecedented. The world has never faced anything like this. James 4, 7 says, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 8 says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And folks, let's be cleansing our hands a lot during this time. Amen? Let's close with comforting words from Jesus Christ himself. Turn, if you would, to Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Hey, if you missed the very beginning of this live stream, you can watch it later, but I actually sang some hymns. So uh, <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not a worship leader, but you can go back and watch that. Matthew 6, 25, it says this. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies of the field. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you, not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things. For your heavenly Father knows uh, that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Luke uh, changed the order of this a little bit and actually ended like this. Luke 12, 31. But seek his kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your heavenly Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to charity. Make yourselves money belts, which will not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no, where no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Folks, in the midst of this, our treasure, our joy, our strength needs to come from the Lord, not on circumstances or things. 
Our lives need to have one goal. Finish well. 2 Timothy 4, 5, But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, and that's cheerfully endure. Do the work of an evangelist, we'll talk about next week. Fulfill your ministry, and it's my job to equip all of you to be ministers. You are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ to your neighbors, to your co-workers, to your friends and family. Verse 6, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. Paul was really sickly. He was going to die. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Folks, when it's all said and done, we need to keep the faith so that we will hear Jesus say to us at the rapture or when we pass from this life to eternal life, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Amen. Some important info on COVID-19 before we close. Why do they call it the novel coronavirus? This is important stuff, but it's a long story. Novel, long story. Okay, people are asking me, whoa. Uh, They keep asking me, hey, what's a good book to read during this time? I always reply, the Bible. It is the good book. (laughs) Next week, we uh, will talk about how to shine bright the love and light of Jesus to a lost and dark world. Same bat time, same bat channel. I've always wanted to say that. You know, I used to love <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Just, can you see the uh, crunch? <laughs> Same bat time. Oh, but hey, don't eat a bat. That's how this whole thing started. Lord have mercy. <laughs> End time warrior, stay strong in the faith. May all of you grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to end with what a friend we have in Jesus. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve Him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week. I love your word. I love the way it comforts me, strengthens and restores my soul, satisfies my